Hello and welcome everybody. Hopefully you're having a great goddamn day. Happy Monday. First week of May. My goodness. The days are rolling into one another faster and faster as we move along the sideways consolidation of Bitcoin. And man, has it been a consolidation. We continue to bounce in the range of the $40,000 and $38,000. Uh, continuously creating more and more and more divergences as we go along. Really was hoping to see us break through this level of confluence right here um, over last night. And we are at the moment rejecting. Unfortunately, as you can see, this is the zone that all of the intersecting resistance and supports are hitting, which is essentially the weakest link in the chain of the current point in the wolf pack um we can still obviously you know turn back up here we're right in the middle of the day where you know things get kind of fucky towards close so yeah we'll kind of see where we're at with close today but i expect we'll be closer to the 38 500 level again we did have saturday where we ended up closing a daily below that level obviously over a weekend though not that big of a deal if you guys took my advice on Friday and just kind of let the markets work themselves out over the weekend, you know, we're trading right back at the same level that we started <laughs> on Friday. So really haven't seen too much action, haven't seen too much volatility coming into the market, not a lot of volume over the weekend. So um, in a way, that is a good thing. Uh, you know, not having some sporadic, complete change in the structure over the course of, of low volume um and other than that again we've just stacked another bullish divergence in this midterm short-term macro daily still working itself out the money flows are starting to turn back up holding this bottom like a piece of concrete um i really still don't think we're in that bad of shape but obviously we need to respect the underlying trend of the market which is all down obviously these these types of midterm divergence moves um, will more than likely play out to a move. But because we're fighting against a macro downtrend and a mid-macro downtrend, there's a lot of stuff we have to deal with before those things have a chance. And that's exactly what we're seeing, why we're seeing so much continued consolidation in this zone, right? The weekly and the monthly are fighting against what the daily's trying to do, and the daily keeps getting smacked back down. So um, all in all, I really still believe that we are going to see some sort of midterm, short-term upside move. Um, is it going to be a reshort opportunity more than likely? Probably yes. Um, the unfortunate truth there is that we have so much, so, so so much room above us to get a lower high overall on that macro. You know, I just I don't know if we can if we have enough girth and strength unless we can build up to it to change that monthly back into a TC up, right? We may see a weekly TC up if we were to continue turning all these things, but you know, more than like, I don't know that monthly is going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. So, you know, we kind of have to just keep playing it by ear. We're continuing to hold support here. We're continuing to see, you know, the alts continue to bottom themselves out. They really are 
a lot of them are running out of room <laughs> before falling off devastating cliffs that we really don't want to approach if possible. But the divergences continue to stack up and we're continuing to see this as as like signs of being in a bottom in a macro bottom and this is exactly what we do every time that we're in these types of zones we fuck around we go sideways we dip as you know we wick into those levels as hard as we can we may still see a wick into 35 it's a hundred percent possible for some sort of double tipped bottom here before we see the break and the continuation for that midterm macro before figuring out the whole thing so yeah like i said the, this point in where we're at with the four hour and eight hour in the in the wolf pack is well we can see that the four hour is actually giving us a chance for potentially just retesting this and continuing where the six and the eight hour well the eight hour especially is showing more signs of, of rejecting we did push through we're getting pushed right back down if we were to see the close and then start getting pushed right back up again, that would be the best possible thing in this zone. But this is the spot. We would love to see this open up here and move us back into this channel that I'm showing on screen here now, rather than playing within the bottom half of that said channel. If we can push ourselves back into this level. We can start you know, continuing to find higher lows and continuing through that thing until we hit the next major resistance level. Obviously, there's a couple horizontals in the way. There's one trend resistance, but the big one's going to be our yellow line. As you can see, the previous one was the most significant. Every time that we came above, we snapped right back to it. We snapped back below. Rejection, 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 rejection. We're coiling now. We were at the intersection point. This is the most likely place of pushing through it because it's the it's the level that all the tr the, the supports and resistances line up. So it is the weakest level. And you can see that the cell pressure in this zone is very weak. There's not a lot of cell orders limit, like limit cell orders right now because we literally just pushed $200 in the upside direction with no volume at all. So absolutely in the most volatile area of where we could be. And we're going to see a lot more shenanigans to come more than likely. Referring back to this, but as, as many times as we need to, we will continue to diverge until the divergences either play out and or are invalidated. and. To invalidate this now, and obviously we're sitting in a macro support line, would be the worst possible case scenario. Start continuing to play out our macros to the downside, and we would we would essentially confirm that 40k has now become major resistance rather than major support, and would be very bad for us going forward over the next four to six months. Now, obviously I say bad, but I mean it depends of your your outlook on the market. If going down is a good thing, then it's fine, right? But I would like to see us gain strength, gain momentum, gain support in the retail space again. We we know that the retailers have essentially stepped out of the game for now. And we're really only seeing market makers 
um, smart money whales and people like us who still believe in this space who are still here. It's it's literally twenty like end of 2018, 2019 all over again, where everyone's lost faith in Bitcoin. It's going to shit. It's going to one dollar. We know the drill. It's never <laughs> that's never gonna be the case. Those bears, unfortunately, will never have their heyday. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Should never say never. Shit happens. Chinese government, I don't know. Whatever. Shit happens. But the likelihood of that happening is minusculely low. We can see similar types of things going on in the total three. And the S&P obviously did get pushed down today. But Friday, we know, was probably one of the worst days that we've seen in I think I think eight months or a year or two in the uh, in the Nasdaq and I believe the bonds market everything was was terrible on Friday and it makes sense because again we were going into a monthly close and that's usually just what happens they always manipulate the market near the end to try and push as many people out as they can um, the S and P is showing the same types of divergences on its daily and in the midterm as Bitcoin. And I expect a pretty quick turnaround in the next probably day or two days. Again, the macro on that, on the S&P and the NASDAQ are still down. So we need to be aware of that. But we should see some sort of relief, dead cat bounce and or turnaround into the mid uh, 4,000 points, I believe is where we're at right now. Yeah, so I would say like, to to try and push ourselves back into like 4380 or 44 4500 points would be a good target for us to come back up into those local highs obviously getting rejected at those levels would be bad but it could take 2 weeks 3 weeks to get back into that range all i know is that the rsi the macd in the daily time frame and i believe in the weekly are starting to look quite tired. We've seen our 15% pullback that we were looking for three months ago. We were talking about this. Um, we've done that now. Um, so there's absolutely, you know, there's a case to say we could have a quick push down for a final kind of nail in the coffin type of thing, and then see our reversal, right? Because usually with a heavy reversal, you would see a heavy volume spike first. So, you know, getting that wick into 35, maybe into 33, um, the S&P dipping its toes below 4,000 points, that would be, you know, criteria for us to, to see that sort of move. But we're going to need to see some things happen before that. That's a possibility, essentially. Um, all those midterm four-hour divs would more than likely be invalidated if we were to start pushing below these significant levels. My man, Jay, J-Dog. So, yeah, I'm just curious on your thoughts on this. Um, what I did, just to give reference, you can, I'm sure you know the bars I took, but just to give everyone reference, if you look at the 2018 pump and then the middle in 2018 when, it, when we were trending back down, uh, and then we're in the yellow area of 2018 when the bear market was starting, I started that uh, this set of bars here with pretty much that last little pump up into the middle line mm -hmm. in 2018 there. That's where I took this bar from, and I finished it 
in January of 2021 when we first went up to 41k for the first time. That's that's yeah. what those bars. Yeah, I see. Essentially, you started it here. That'll give you about a 50 to 52k pump. And it retests the bottom of the log channel a few times. Mm -hmm. And this is going to play out, I think, pretty well with our monthly. Um, since our monthly is TC down, that's going to take a bit to turn around. Mm -hmm. And it's pointed down currently. I mean, yeah, it just started a month, but it's pointed down for all sakes, too. So right. I think it's going to be probably five or six months until we officially turn that around if we're going to. So that would actually play out pretty dang well with the timing of it as well. Yeah, interesting. And obviously that would be my yellow line format here to a degree mm -hmm. where more than likely we would see bearish divergence between these two tops. We would mm -hmm. see converging wave from these previous divergence tops. Lower high, you know, it would just be like a double whammy bearish type of scenario where we would see bearish div converging wave for those prior macro divergences um and where does your let me see where does your downside target take us twenty thousand? hey Below. and it could wick lower of course but those are the bars themselves of course yeah i i yeah absolutely i agree with this if if yeah if we were to start seeing that macro converging wave macro uh you know, extra divergence, then it absolutely opens us up to the possibility of of retesting into that region. Um, before the green vertical line is the having, by the way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. That lines up very well with the previous having too, because the previous having was just after or just mm -hmm. before. Was it, it, was, it was just after the March dump, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. And uh, also, yeah, it's like the same timing. And also the weekly TC indicator autofib is at 21,400 as a bottom. Right. Hmm. Doesn't have to go there, obviously, but damn, that thing is good. I think it's just a matter of are we going to confirm that lower high with divergence at 52 or are we going to see not that and just, you know, a retest of like 48 as support and continuation, right? Like if the macros all start to change, then obviously the structure of that macro, um, those fib lines will change as well. But I think, yeah, if, if this is the way, if we were to get the lower high, and we were to confirm the converging wave, then absolutely this this plays right into like what we should see. You can see that it would, mm -hmm. I mean, we could even see a wick into the previous all-time high top there. We don't need to. That level hitting around 22, 21 would be sufficient for a macro retest of that previous all-time high. Because it, sometimes it doesn't need to touch exactly. It has enough yeah. by pressure and support in that level um, where it counts as a, a retest anyway. Mm -hmm. And we even have on, on the, the capitulation uh, part of that, you can even see kind of like a little zigzag in the middle of it. Um, the capitulation of the bars I added there. 
you can see that little zigzag kind of on the halfway. That literally lines up with 30k. The zigzag does. It just lines up so well. It's crazy. It's just literally the same damn bear market, but as before. But if that doesn't line up super well, man, I don't know what does. Gives us a lot of time too to play this out because, like, and that monthly is just poo poo. And oftentimes, right, hidden bearish or hidden bullish is then followed by regular. And right now, we've got some serious hidden bullish divergence going on on the monthly. So if we were to have that play out with a regular bullish divergence, it would make a lot of sense. Because right now, the Wolfpack is just doing, that looks like a converging wave to me, kind of, where we're doing lower, lo or lower lows and lower highs now on the Wolfpack. Very interesting to me that the monthly money flow is actually pointing up right now. And we've really only seen, like, sideways since we've been coming down. Mm -hmm. I guess, like it, it's when like the only at... positive indicator <laughs> right <laughs> like what <laughs> it is yeah it's interesting because i mean obviously if we were closer to the zero line or in the red that you know that type of 20k move would would seem more plausible at the current moment but Getting the projection out. is about six months out, though. Uh, timing wise, yeah. I think I have it starting around October, so that mm -hmm. would give it time to kind of work itself out. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll keep it in the back burner for sure and keep that thought in our minds because, yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't need to worry about it until we see that rejection of the next, you know, converging wave for the macro lower high kind of deal. But absolutely, it's great to know where and kind of, you know, at least have an idea of when that could happen. Because, like, from here, I don't think anyone other than, like, people who don't do technical analysis are saying, like, 20K right now. You know, does it, does it make sense to drop another 50% after we've just dropped, like, 50%? across the whole board you know what i mean like there's got to be some relief in somewhere yeah exactly so get ahead of the game and that it lines up with a good 50 50k rally or so you know followed by coming back down to where we are again and then people you know their sentiment we'll see you know but it's it, the the 33 35k or 35k range is starting to feel like the 6k just reading the chart but hey, trust. Eh, like I said, you know, or like I've said before, I would love to just pump. <laughs> you know, I would love that. But at the same time, Bitcoin does what the hell it wants to do. And with the market the way it is, man, I think the S and P. Yeah, we'll get we'll get this rally. I think we're gonna get a rally. You're talking about too. But I think it's just gonna be a rally. That's all. You know, I, I think the S and P is gonna trend down to like thirty six hundred or lower uh, with time here, and I think that's just gonna take it down with it. And that would give the traditional markets a few years to work themselves out as well, you know, have like a actual real corrective time because, you know, shit's so overheated that, you know, it's it, I think it's going to be a while while to actually correct sentiment after it goes for long enough. Yeah, this will be interesting to see how it plays out. 
for sure. But we're definitely on a trend line that's, in my opinion, unstable. You know, we're we're working up way too fast. We need to come back to this macro structure line at some point soon. Right? The more common where we've been the whole time kind of thing for the last 40 years. The you know, you take an average of this and this is kind of where we've been, and now we're way the heck up here. The bottom of the yeah, stupidly a thousand points, like. But and I mean, you know, we've been on this new trend path for at least at least a while, like since the eighties. So I mean, there is some some validity behind it, but it's not like you know. Oh, I'm going back to like 1882. That's funny. I was about to say you're going back 150 years. Yeah, ago, buddy. I did. I did. But that's like the Civil War. We broke above it. I mean, it's probably more likely that the bottom of the bottom would be closer to like 15, 1600. That puts us right back to these yeah. previous highs. It puts us back at this trend that was broken and now being supported. That's probably much more likely. I do believe a rally is in order, though, first. Yeah. That's yeah. It's just what happens in the rally. Like, just like you said, you know, what kind of divergences do we exactly. see? Like this, in my opinion, the S&P has not seen that blow off top that we would need to get some sort of crazy macro macro correction if it was going to completely go to like go to shit disaster world, you know, market ending type of things. Um. Just don't know if they're gonna let that happen, you know. Like, who does that benefit? Why does it benefit them? We have to. Those are the questions we should be asking. If the S and P goes down to fifteen hundred points, who and what would come out of that ahead? You know, and those are the people we need to be paying attention to because they're the ones who are going to be making the moves first before anyone else. You know, like BlackRock, I would Mm -hmm. say keeping an eye on on their portfolio or, or whatever, just paying attention to what they're doing. Because if they fucking start pulling out, you know, 10%, like that's that's a huge warning sign of what's to come. I think we can use that as a good basis for the macroeconomic uh, outlook. Yeah. And also to add more to your thought of a rally in the meanwhile, too, we are currently on the S&P 500 resting right on the 21 monthly EMA. It is literally on it as we speak. And yeah, so a rally back up to 43.44 makes quite a bit of sense. Um, Yeah. And before ultimately probably getting rejected, lower high, working our way down closer to you know, 3750 or so, and then see what happens there. That's my thought. But what is Bitcoin going to do? If, if S&P rallies back up to 4344, Bitcoin goes back to 5052. Why can't Bitcoin just be its own entity, damn it? Why does it have to do it, you know? I know, it's supposed to be the hedge, and no one believes in it as a hedge against the dollar. No. People, people treat it like a penny stock. They do. It's not the way to go about it. If people looked at it the right way, like they do with gold, you know, we'd be, we'd be way, way farther ahead than we are now. 
things would be so much better. But yeah, some interesting things to think about, guys. Again, we're not trying to spook you. We're not trying to scare you. You know, these things are still up in the air. Like I said, maybe the fucking the governments don't let this happen because it just doesn't work out with their with their narratives. As much as it should and could and sh- and and like whatever get back into these levels, it doesn't mean it will. You know, but it's always good to know what and where we can go and have an idea of what needs to happen before that can happen, right? You got to have a plan A and then plan A, if it doesn't work out, you have a plan B. Plan B doesn't work out, you have a plan C. If plan B partially works out, then you need to move to plan C. You know what I mean? Like you just have to have the steps ready to go ahead of time and kind of know where you're at and where we're going. So knowing that the weekly and the monthly are down, you know, as much as I want to be bullish and, you know, again, I am bullish in the midterm, but until those macros change, like I'm not looking for anything more than like 48 to 58. That's pretty much, I mean, that's a broad range, of course, but any, any type of rejection in that level would result in us getting that lower high keeping those macro time frames tc down or you know invalidating and tcing back down after they've just turned up kind of thing so just just things to be aware of <clears throat> and look at that we're back at 38500 interesting it's only taken yeah. half an hour to get back from 38 to 38500 so like i said i think my previous thought about closing in and around 38500 is still going to come to fruition I think that we saw adequate volume today to say that, you know, even though it's screwing around the weekend stuff, you know, didn't change anything in our, in our midterm. It really didn't. That push down to 37, whatever didn't even, you know, it was just a blip and we're essentially, it didn't mean anything because it happened on a Saturday. Could be early warning sign, but I really, like I said, I really doubt it. I really think that the midterm, short term, is gearing up for yeah, some sort of push to the upside, a squeeze for the shorts, and unfortunately, as I always say, it always takes a move before the actual move to make that move. So if we're going to go up first, then the the goal is more than likely a bigger down move. If we were to get you know, obviously a, a spike in volume here that would amount to, to more midterm upside. You know, maybe if we were to go down to 35, 33 here first, then maybe instead of 52, we actually get closer to 56, 58, whatever, right? Just more momentum being swung back and forth as it's going. The larger the bat, the harder you can hit the ball. Yeah, you need the liquidity to make the move. And like we've been talking about, you can't... Uh... No one's interested. I mean, people aren't selling right now. Really. No. People really aren't buying that much no. either. So, okay, how are you going to get, how, you know, how, how are the uh, people that want lower prices, how is that going to happen if no one's willing to sell at this point? So a rally for people to buy the coins at 50K where people are willing to sell because maybe they bought at 50 and now they're underwater. They get back to 50. Oh, good. I'm even again. I can get out of here. You know, it's all that mindset, right? So we get back up there and then then the liquidity is there for people to buy up the coins that 
you know, that people want to sell at that point, you know? So it makes sense, yeah, to get that, to get that rally. Maybe we continue, of course, um, beyond it, but to get that rally makes sense. We need to get that liquidity. Yeah, and that just that mindset, that, that like the mental consciousness of the market needs to, you know, you, you need to put a flame under the retail's butt because no one that I talk to believes right now, you know? Oh, we're going to shit. Bitcoin's never going to be fun again. It's the same old, same old story as it always has been. Every time Bitcoin gets really boring, everyone steps away. You know, it's, it's, it's essentially like a seasonal sport where no one gives a shit about hockey in spring and summer, right? They're worried about other stuff, whatever. But as soon as winter comes around, it's the hottest thing that you can do. Anything else we want to talk about? Let's take a look at the Dixie before we kind of finish off our closing statement stuff. We're still dicking around the 103 local high. We are continuing to see signs of rejection here, which is good. Very good. We have bounced off the zero line. That is not good. Um, I still think that this is going to trend a little bit higher, maybe into the 105. 106 type of region before ultimately seeing some sort of pullback finish off this w pattern finish off the cup and handle coming back towards 95 would give us a lot of nice relief also fueling the fire as we've talked about for 52,000 bitcoin <clears throat> but i was thinking about this the other day too you know yes there is a correlation between the dixie and bitcoin in how they they are opposites of one another but in the same sense we're still trading at $38,000 when we're up here at 103. You know, we were trading at a much lower price in Bitcoin when we were trading at 90 cents, 87 cents, whatever. You know, so I mean, like, yeah, there's correlation, but at the same time, Bitcoin has gained so much strength against the Dixie over the last year or two. You know, like we otherwise we'd be we'd be trading back, you know, lower than 20 right now. I really believe that in my mind. We'd already be there. Because, you know, that doesn't make any sense. We're trading at highs we haven't been above since 2017. You know, Bitcoin was at 20, 20K here. Bitcoin in 2020. What was the what was our price in in April of twenty twenty? It was like six to seven thousand. Yeah. That was right after the market. Exactly. So where's the correlation here? Right. It's all over the map. Oh, yeah. I just don't. I don't see it the same way anymore. It's not as powerful as it once was, in my opinion. So, not too much weight, but obviously. It still plays a factor, plays a part into that. The fact that we're already trading above local highs. I think we've closed a daily above that level. 103.40. Not yet. Not yet. This could be the first day. We have... Three hours to figure this out to hopefully get pushed back below 103.40 to not get a daily local high close above this region. 
I do want to throw one yeah, more thing please. at you, though. Um, I always love hearing your TA on things, uh, especially when I keep finding things you don't want to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> Check out. Hey, stick, stay on Hike and Ashy, right? And then go to the quarterly chart. The quarterly chart. And use a long on Bitcoin and use a long term thing like like Bitstamp or something, uh, you know, like use use a use a probably the Bitstamp chart because it goes back to 2011 and then use the three month chart, the quarterly. Going way macro on this boy. OK, now. Tell me what you see on the wolf pack. A hyper extension. I see divergence at these. Obviously, the, tiny. the tiniest bearish divergences tiniest. there. I don't really want to say that, but I mean, as far as Elliott waves go, that looks like three bloody waves to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. Fourth wave comes out of nowhere, but there's no other than that tiny little thing there. You know, like that divergence is kind of a joke. And the fact that we're coming down mm-hmm. so hard and we're not really moving that much in the price action, you know, like if that was a true thing, we'd already be trading back in like the 15, 14K range. Yeah. So where do we top out here? Or maybe even just like 20. I'm kind of thinking we retest the high of the wolf pack from 2018. And then maybe get a little bouncy, bouncy off that. Because usually you don't go up forever and down forever. You'll kind of kink your way around a little bit, right? So maybe, you know, we get another candle in a couple more months and we kind of work our way down on the wolf pack a little more. But we're still extended up. And then we start turning up a little bit. We get that, we get like a rally, you know, wolf pack turns up more. And then if the rally rejects, then it turns back down a little bit, bounce off the zero line kind of thing. But it makes me think, do we need a hidden bullish divergence on that? Or is it just that far out? You know, I mean, I'm talking major macro, obviously. But like, I mean, you look at that monthly and look what it's doing, you know, and that's why I think a regular bullish divergence follows a hidden oftentimes. So where is our regular going to happen since we already have the hidden forming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're already clearly past that point of like 6,000. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We'll kind of have to give, like, feel our way through it. But the fact that it's already seeing divergence here, and the fact that we really we have a shit ton of room in here to still, you know, like, like this is not going to invalidate, right? Unless we're breaking under six thousand, seven thousand dollars, and like that at this point, I'm not going to say impossible, but very freaking unlikely unlikely unlike unlikely Ooh, and and your and your green kind of off the cliff thing there actually lines up with my bars the timing of it and the yellow line lines up with it well too like the like the support line like the pricing lines up really well with that yeah i mean i think we're on i think we're on the same type of level here that obviously if we were to see lower high converging wave projection and you know this will act as a head and shoulders that'll break us down or bart pattern whatever on the macro retesting all-time high it's right in there 
like yeah it really comes down to like is this you know is this going to play into a bearish pattern or is this actually a macro continuation bullish pattern and we're we're like you know this is possible still but we're really running out of time to figure this out but i think it's the it's the bears that are running out of time if anything you know cuz if this is going to play true we're already on the second last type of step yep you know if we just continue support 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 you know instead of breaking down here if we can we got 29 days now obviously the whole month to to come back and just close hopefully at 40 and again this it lines up with what i was saying earlier about 40k being that macro support and we need to just continue holding it if we can do that then we have a very good chance of yeah just bouncing again you know maybe we do get the lower high 52 but maybe we don't break 42 or 40 that time we come down if we were to break down there then that's how we would go. But if we don't, we're Dude, doesn't a monthly BART pattern just sound like the most fuckery oh, ever? God. Just end of the world kind of shit? <laughs> it does. It really does. We've never seen one play out on Bitcoin before. Never ever have we had. We've only ever done this continuation wave. So, I mean, but don't worry, I'll keep finding more bearish things to torture you with. And the and listeners, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man, as far as this, as far as this pattern goes, you know, um, the, is Bitcoin going to change the whole structure of everything it's ever done and, and break that structure? Right. Or is it can continue holding and we're just seeing like diminishing returns. And that's obviously why we're curvaturing over to the side because, you know, the percentiles of these moves has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller each time that we've done a new move, which is obviously unfortunate, but it's also, it shows that the market's becoming more stable, more reliable. Yeah. Growing asset. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, we all right, man. 50 minute mark. Uh, anyone else have any closing statements before we end this thing off? Anything good? Anything surprising? Anything you learned today? Feedback is appreciated, my friends. It doesn't look like we have too many of our yam lords in here today, so I guess not. But I appreciate everyone coming out today. Thank you for being here. Guys on the podcast, make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com for all the inside information that you need about the TCC, the TC pot, our brand new NFTs that'll be coming to a uh, an open C software NFT <laughs> marketplace near you <laughs> sometime very soon. And we appreciate you guys listening. Take care. Have a great day.